Bloomberg Audio Studios. Podcasts, radio, news. News when you want it. With Bloomberg News Now, I'm Brian Curtis in Hong Kong. A U.S.-made spacecraft has landed on the moon for the first time in 51 years. It's the first time a private sector company has put a lander on the moon in one piece. Keith Cowing, American astrobiologist and former NASA employee, helped us understand the significance of the achievement. Back in the day, only companies that were under direct contract to a government agency built spacecraft. And they were expensive and, you know, they took a long time to happen. And, you know, flash forward, the private sector now has the chance to do things more efficiently and cheaper than the government can. But what NASA did, they said, you know what, let's try and spread the risk a little bit differently this time. We'll get four or five companies to bid. We'll have three or four spacecraft. If they all make it, great. If one doesn't or two doesn't, we still have that ability to get the science we need. That was Keith Cowing. The U.S. will sanction more than 500 people and entities linked to Russia's war machine. This comes as the Ukraine invasion anniversary nears. The sanctions are set to be announced on Friday, and they're said to be the largest single tranche of sanctions since the start of the war. AT&T is saying that its outage yesterday was caused by network improvement efforts. Bloomberg's Ed Baxter has the story. AT&T is now saying that the outage was caused by work being done to expand the network coverage. It says incorrect processes were followed. It says not a cyber attack. Already in process, though, investigations by a number of federal agencies. Hennessy spokesman John Kirby. DHS and the FBI are looking into this as well, working with the tech industry, these network providers. Tracking service website Down Detector says more than one and a half million outage reports were made. Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Radio. South Korea has raised its health care alert to the highest level. That's after thousands of doctors went on strike to protest against government plans to increase medical school intake and force hospitals to delay or cancel surgeries. The highest level of alert means that the prime minister will now be in charge of handling issues that typically fall under the health minister. Fed Vice Chair Philip Jefferson says the Federal Reserve needs to be on guard against cutting interest rates too far in response to falling inflation. Jefferson voiced cautious optimism that inflation is heading lower despite a blip in January. As of our last meeting in January, my colleagues on the FOMC and I believe that our policy rate is likely at its peak for this tightening cycle and that if the economy evolves broadly as expected, it will likely be appropriate to to begin dialing back policy restraint at some point this year. Meantime, Philadelphia Fed President Patrick Harker emphasized the risk of easing policy too soon. Yes, I do believe that we may be in a position to see rates decrease this year, but I would caution anyone from looking for it right now and right away. We have time to get it right, as we must. Philadelphia Fed President Patrick Harker. In a discussion after his speech, Harker said that he was looking for a couple of more months of data. Well, a huge trove of documents has turned up at the global security site GitHub, owned by Microsoft. The documents appear to outline China's state-sponsored cyber attacks on foreign governments. It's believed the files were leaked. Hundreds of reports were said to be attributed to the Shanghai-based cybersecurity vendor iSoon. 
The targets range from the U.K. Foreign Office to the Royal Thai Army and even to the office of NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg. The Biden administration is said to be examining Nippon Steel's connections to China. Bloomberg's Yvonne Mann has more from Hong Kong. This might be another stumbling block for Nippon Steel's politically contentious deal to acquire U.S. steel. People familiar say the administration sees its priority as protecting U.S. industry, and it's worried about Nippon Steel's exposure to China. In its own report to shareholders, Nippon Steel said it had nine facilities in China as part of its global production base. Regulators may see the acquisition of U.S. steel by Nippon as allowing more Chinese-sourced steel to access U.S. markets. The U.S. uses tariffs to keep steel from being dumped on American soil. In Hong Kong, I'm Yvonne Mann, Bloomberg Radio. That's news when you want it with Bloomberg News Now. I'm Brian Curtis. This is Bloomberg. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox president Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF.